the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up time. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time and Such a time as Everyone who swears by Him. Everyone who looks to God, that same glory, that same weight of God is going to be manifest in your own life. Have you ever seen those people? They are very spiritual. You know, they, they spent time with God. That, that atmosphere, that glory, that weight is upon them. And when they pray for you, you can tell. When they talk to you, you can tell. And that's what that glory means. It's not some, what we think of glory and, and, uh, the, the definition of the Webster's dictionary. It's, it's a weight of God's presence and it's a weight of being used by God. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third and final part of this faithful message from Pastor Shane titled, The Three Chord Strand, Wait, Hope, Trust. Deuteronomy 31.8 tells us, The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Today, Pastor Shane encourages every believer to fully put their trust in Christ today with total assurance that once God starts a good work in you, He will faithfully bring it to completion. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. What can man do to me if God be for me? What can man do to me? Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his works. I don't need to hear, I don't know who needs to hear this tonight, but it's, it's so important that last sentence. God will render to each one according to his work. What you sow, you will reap. If you're sowing into righteousness, you will reap righteousness. If you're sowing into the flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. It's, it's, it's clear here. God renders to each one. In other words, that word render is He gives to each person according to their work. According to, now you could put this into what we just talked about with finances uh, as well. God is a rewarder of those who work hard. I believe in that. I believe that's a biblical, very, very biblical. The people, even in the Old Testament, they worked and they ate. They didn't work. They didn't eat. And then there's people, you know, in the middle that the, the poor and the, the disabled, they were allowed to go and gather around the edges of the farms and, and we were in there to help them. But it was clear that these people, and that's why even it's, it's ironic that people forget about all these verses that talk about working hard and, and, um, maybe having two jobs. You know, the, 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 you can't go wrong working harder. 
you can go wrong often getting in lazy mode. And I've been there before, especially when I was younger. Each one according to his work. Each one according to his work. And that could apply in so many different areas. What we talked about financially as well. The more they invest, the more they give. God, And I've noticed the more you give, God gives back. And even when you work hard, God begins to bless that work. What other, look at, it's just like a farmer. They plant one seed and they get a full crop. God, God multiplies from that one area. And that's how it works. God, God honors hard work and sometimes it takes a while. That's why they call it pounding the pavement. Remember those days? It's good to do that. And then he, and then he goes right into uh, Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. And I won't spend too much time on this one because some of it's repetitive. Oh God, you are my God. Reminding ourselves and reminding Himself, isn't that good that we have a God that looks at us personally? A personal Lord, a personal Savior, Jesus Christ. Our God who, who we can go into that prayer closet. We can cry out to Him. We can ask Him. And that God that just, and the more I think about it, blows my mind that the God of the entire universe, the God of over everything, has time to listen to what I'm saying and even direct me and encourage me and lead me that is amazing i mean it's one thing he saved us and you believe and that's it hey you know i'll see you in heaven someday i don't you know that's it you just kind of live your life and follow the bible but it's it's a god who's a personal god who directs who leads who guides and that's why early i will seek you early i will seek you i know you you late you late risers this is a little convicting oh no amens on that one right but it's okay. If God has you seeking Him in the late evening, go for it. I think it's whenever you have the highest amount of energy, it's best. You don't give God your lowest amount of energy. You give Him the best. And I think it's E.M. Bounds. I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said something like, He who fritters away the early morning hours will have little headway the rest of the day with God. It's that, it's, no matter when you get up, it's that, op, it's that freshness. The day, the sun coming up, it's that, that freshness. Early will I seek you. Remember that word seek. It's like, I'm going to look for you as if I lost something or I need to find it. It's so important. On my way here, I heard an analogy by Adrian Rogers and he said, if you knew you had a million dollars worth of gold buried in your backyard, would you seek for it? <laughs> Come on. You'd be stopping by Home Depot and buying a shovel. Not me. I'd be going to Caterpillar and renting a little excavator. That's what I'd be doing. Into <laughs> the whole backyard. But that's how we seek. And the Bible talks about seeking God's kingdom like, like a buried treasure. And so early will I seek you just like, oh, if, can you see, see, you have to train your mind. I do too. And get back to saying there's buried treasure in that word of God. There's buried treasure to help me parent and lead my family and lead my kids and, and, and be a better leader and a better whatever you are and, and, and fill in the blank with what you do. It's, it's like finding buried treasure and I will seek him and look for that treasure. Trust me, that will change your whole prayer life, your whole morning focus versus, Oh, I guess I got to get up pretty tired. Let me read the Bible. Oh, I'm in Leviticus again. 
But I'm telling you, there's some hard chapters, but there's some buried treasure in Leviticus. Understanding the Le- Levitical priesthood, understanding that the bull, the blood of bulls and goats, it was shed temporarily, and that just so much, uh, just truth is in there. So my, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. Wait a minute. I don't think my flesh longs like the flesh is against God. Well, in this case, what he's saying is like my, like when I get thirsty for water, my soul thirsts after you in that same way. As my, as my body gets hungry, ever been there? Right? It's hungry. It's as, as my flesh longs for food, so I long for you. It's like I'm in a dry and thirsty land and and he's feeling that the weight of what's going on and sometimes as you've drifted away from God you can also feel as if you're dying spiritually but he said I will seek you I will seek you and here's why my soul is thirsty for you my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water so he's paralleling it as if there's no water and he will still seek God because he knows he will find that living water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary. And, and when David wrote this, they would have the temple. It wouldn't look like this, of course. We call this a sanctuary. But they would have the temple. And then inside that temple was the sanctuary. And so he would go some, he would go there and, and look and find God. I would, and then when I went there, I saw your power. I saw your glory. I love that word glory. It means weight. I saw your weight. There's a, there's a heaviness to God, isn't there? I don't know about you, but when I walk into a church, it's a lot different feeling than when I walk into Costco. There's a, there, isn't there? There's a weight. There's a weight. Sometimes I feel like slipping off my shoes, right? It's, this is holy ground. It's, now we know that God's everywhere, but sometimes there's a place where there's some weight. The atmosphere. I talk about this is, is, is electric with this presence. And again, that's biblical. There's many examples. Have you heard of in the verse where his Shekinah glory filled the temple? They couldn't even minister. The priests couldn't. Can you imagine? It's so thick. They can't even minister. What's their response to fall down on their faces? Or when God was on the mountain and Moses was there and the whole place shook and the, and, and the dark clouds and that, see, atmosphere matters. Tell me there, that, oh, I would have loved to have been in that upper room when the Holy Spirit fell upon the 120. You, you, you think that atmosphere was just a normal atmosphere? God's glory, His presence, His weight. And we've, we've let weird people rob, of, rob us of these words and of a God-given experience. I believe that, don't you? Sometimes now the church is so worried that, you know, why don't, I don't want that to happen that I saw on YouTube. Well, neither do I. But there is something very special when God's glory, God's weight is there. And He said, God, because of Your loving kindness... Your loving kindness is better than life, and I can second that. God's loving kindness, His love, His mercy, what He pours out on us, and, and, and where we should be, oh, goodness gracious, where we should be had it not been for the Lord on our side. His loving kindness, it is better than life. My lips shall praise you. 
And that's the posture of our lips. Be careful because your lips carry, your lips carry life and death or in the power of the tongue. Now that verse has been abused and misused and misquoted, but it's, it's very true. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. What we say carries weight. How many adults are in here or listening, maybe even later, that you are battered and bruised inside because of the words that were said to you as a young child? I think all of us, most of us, unless you had perfect parents, but I remember my dad called me lebriches and chubby and all kinds of things. You know, just joking, right? You know, lead britches, your pants are down. Come on, chubby, come on this. Come on, stupid. Right? And and these words, I still I remember, actually I don't remember I don't remember a lot of the words that people call me when I'm older, like I whatever. Because you're I think you're already established. Right? You're like I keep telling my kids. I know you want to be and impress everybody at school or your age, but in a couple years. It's not going to matter. All these people you're trying to impress? Golly, what was that about? And so you do grow into it. And words still carry weight, I believe, in marriage and different things. But there's something at that tender young age where kids are being shaped. And if you've done damage, praise God, you can also begin to repair it because words give life. So the words that gave death can begin to give life. And all of us have said things and reacted in ways that are not appropriate. But thank God for His loving kindness. My lips shall praise you. What do we do with our lips? And a personal confession, I I need to work on this. I probably need to get better. More praise, more encouragement. Um, How many type A people we have out there? Linda, raise your hand. <laughs> lot of, lot, right? That's we we gotta we gotta because we're a little we're a little snippety. We're a little you know it's 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 good when it's in the right direction. Yvette too, yeah. You raise your hand. There's a lot more type A's. You, you didn't raise your hands, but you know sometimes our words aren't as gracious and loving, and our lips need to speak truth, yes, but also love and grace. And because of this, I will bless you while I live. This is just, this psalm's already pumping me up for tomorrow. I don't know about you guys, but just get, I just want to get in the word. I want to love him. I want his loving kindness to flow over me. I want to praise his holy name. I want to encourage other people. And I want to bless them. Lord, thank you. I will lift up my hands in your name. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I will lift up my hands in your name. And that's why I think, uh, you know, just uh, speaking on personal experience, um, you know, on this topic, obviously you 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 don't force people to raise their hands. I mean, that's not a sign of anything, but sometimes it's a sign of expression. You know, I, I, for me, it's hard to just like, when God, I mean, when I'm just, when God's just, you know, we're singing that song, or Brant was on Hallelujah. It's a remake, I think, of a of a song. But just those lyrics, it's like, thank you, Lord God. If, I mean, if I could even lift higher, God, come and take me. God, come and grab me. It's just an expression. That's how we express ourselves. 
And I know when I was younger, I never did it because of pride. Can, can I be honest? Because of pride. My mom's Pentecostal church, I'm like, golly, these are weird people. These are weird people. But I'm not weird getting drunk and shooting at each other with shotguns. Henry, you know, you knew me back then too, huh? He was a good guy. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't shoot at me, no. Yes. A lot of parties. And I was, and that's my, that's my point is, we either lift up our hands to God or we lift up our heart to, to the enemy. It's, it's really just a posture. And so maybe, I don't know, it's here, maybe it's an encouragement for some of you in the near future to feel that freedom. Just to feel that freedom. And that, 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 that brokenness. And, and it happens sometimes. People come up and they'll say, I don't, I don't like when you tell us to come to the altar. I'm like, well, that's, I think that has more to do with you than me. <laughs> what? Golly, I don't like you. Know, I'm saying this out of six, what, six, seven hundred people here on Sunday. I'm saying that because of one person. And they, there's, what is that? It's a conviction. That's a conviction. I, mm, I don't like when you say that. It's, and same thing with, with, with worship. Now, you don't have to do that at all, but there should be heart examination. Like, why, why am I having a hard time expressing myself to God? And I only show, tell you from my experience because that's how I was raised. I mean, my, if my dad saw me doing that, I'd be embarrassed because it was, you know, man's man. Boys, you fight, you get up, you, do, you know, like, that's for women. That's for, that's for weak people. What are you doing? And so I know that still plays a role in our hearts sometimes. You know, that, 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 uh, just that, that stoic, stoic, I am the rock of Gibraltar. Well, God needs to break that rock with a sledgehammer sometimes. My mouth shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness. Marrow is from the bone. It's still really, actually really healthy. And fatness, he's saying, so in the same way that my body physically is satisfied by marrow and fatness, my, sh- my soul shall be satisfied in you, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Oh, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate you on my night watches. Do you know it's very, very typical for a Christian, very good for a Christian before they go to sleep, whatever they read, and they're, they're meditating on God. And most Christians are not going to bed with the right things on their mind. They're skimming through social media, watching things they shouldn't be watching. And we're not meditating on God. And then we wake up depressed. We wake up not full of God's Spirit. We wake up and we don't want to read the Bible. I can tell you often it's directly related to what you went to bed with in your mind that night. Because you either feast and feed on God's Word and wake up with that hunger, or you feed your mind on things that are not good and appropriate and righteous. And it draws you away from God. That, that's just when Paul said, for finally, Philippian church, whatever things are pure and honest and noble and right, meditate on these things. That just doesn't have to do with throughout the day either. 
I think we're putting what we put in at night is so important. My soul will follow close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. It's interesting. God doesn't have a right hand. God is spirit. But the Bible says those who fall, he will uphold with his right hand. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And even when he falls, he will pull him up by the right hand. Right was always a position of authority and strength. And I believe, well, don't quote me on this, but it just came to my mind. I think when he judges, aren't the goats on his left? Or something's on his left? And, and it, it, it's, it's, it's that, it's that, uh, we love left-handers. That's okay. Don't worry about that. But there's something about the left side that has to do with, with judgment and the right side is God's strength. But those who seek my life to destroy it, they will go down into the lower parts of the earth. Man, David is getting confident now. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the jackals. The Old Testament is brutal, isn't it? They're going to die by the sword and the animals are going to eat them. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by Him shall glory. So what does it mean for us to glory? Well, again, that weight. Everyone who swears by Him. Everyone who looks to to God. That same glory, that same weight of God is going to be manifest in your own life. Have you ever seen those people? They are very spiritual. You know, they, they spent time with God. That, that atmosphere, that glory, that weight is upon them. And when they pray for you, you can tell. When they talk to you, you can tell. And that's what that glory means. It's not some, what we think of glory and, and, uh, the, the definition in the Webster's dictionary. It's, it's a weight of God's presence and it's a weight of being used by God. And they will have that glory. But the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. The mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. So now you can see how much you can get out of just Psalm 62 62 and 63. Just two Psalms. And you, what you do, you don't read it to read it. Like, how quick can I get through this? You meditate on it. Chew on it. There's so many times I'll read and I'll just put my marker in there and I'll just close the Bible. God, you are so awesome. This is incredible. Or God, help me in this area. With, with, for example, that one with riches. If it prospers, God, keep my heart straight, uh, steady. And, and Lord, as I lift up holy hands to you, I lift up my children before you and, and protect my marriage as well, Lord. We come against the enemy and you begin to meditate and God's word becomes a weapon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not physical. And so God's word, it's not just to be read, but it's to be meditated upon. As we meditate upon it, that's where a lot of the practical application will come out as well. Remember when we first went, gosh, when did we start Psalms? A year and a half ago? Very first thing we read. Who remembers? That's okay. (laughs) Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. My King James is coming out. Nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in it, he doth meditate. 
meditate day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by living waters who will bear its fruit in season and everything he does will not shall not wither praise god that's an and see you just meditate on that and see you allow god's word to come alive in your heart and and it begins to grip you and you begin to pray for certain things and and then you want more of the word and and more of the word and more of god and you begin to seek him like it talks about like losing that treasure and seeking god Listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.